Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Listeners, thanks for being with us today. I am so excited for the conversation. I hope that you will um, take some time to you know, set aside to really listen. If you don't get a l- chance to hear the whole thing, remember, you can always go back, subscribe on our podcast um, platforms, or watch this video on our YouTube channel, I Work For Him. I Work For Him is a show solely focused on the intersection of faith and Jesus and faith in our, living our faith in Jesus in our work. When these two collide, fantastic things happen all around us. People start benefiting from you following Jesus, whether they believe in Jesus or not, which is the whole point of the whole idea of the kingdom. That's when the enemy goes on a full frontal attack. He wants to to compromise your reputation. He wants to compromise your reputation and testimony at work so that your testimony is no longer attractive to those around you. What is one way he does this? How about an affair with an office mate or somebody that you work with? Whether you're a man or a woman, a committed follower of Jesus, or one just finding their way in being a Jesus follower, the enemy wants to see you fail. How do we protect our reputation and the reputation of our Savior? We need to affair-proof our marriages. We need to have a solid ground to stand on at home so that our steadfastness isn't compromised at work. Even if you're not married, an affair at work will significantly dismantle your witness as a Christian. Today, joining Martha and I in this conversation is Rhonda Stoppy with NoRegretsWoman.com, NoRegretsWoman.com. She's written so many books, we can't even mention them all on the show today, but there's one we love more than the others, but they're all great. It's The Marriage Mentor. And we have given away hundreds of copies of The Marriage Mentor. That's right, she's going, look at the money I've made off that brain. That's great, I love that. (laughs) We use a marriage mentor all the time that she wrote, that Rhonda Stoppy wrote all along with her husband, Steve. And they even got Steve to do videos. He didn't really like it, but they got him to do the videos. But today's topic's going to come from the pages of Real Life Romance, which we'll give away a copy today. Rhonda Stoppy, welcome back to I Work For Him. It's so fun to be back with you guys. I don't know if you remember the last time that Steve and I together were on your show, I had just recovered from a shattered wrist. We had rolled our quad and I was, uh, I don't think I was on any pain meds that day, but <laughs> I was hurting for certain. <laughs> I wish I had thought about it. I'd have gone back and grabbed the audio and said, do you remember the slurred words on that show? That was <laughs> unbelievable. All right, listen, Rhonda, you and Steve have been married 39 years. What are you going to do for the 40th? Are you just going to go away for your 40th, do something fun? Well, we love to go on cruises and Alaska is our favorite cruise. And we've gone on several of those. The last one we took, we got a balcony, which was more expensive. But every time I write a book, I have to kind of ignore him for a little while till I get my deadline in. So I always like try to take him somewhere fun. Um, And with the whole COVID, people are like, oh, are you ever going to go on a cruise again? I'm like, "Uh, yeah. And I'm going to get a balcony and have room service and stay in my room and look at Alaska so that's what I would love to do for our 40th, but we'll just see if the um, cruise lines are open. But I do want to have a party. I told Steve, okay, it's our 40th. Let's have a big party at our ranch. Let's have everybody that wants to come, come up. He goes, we should wait till our 50th. I'm like, I'm not sure we're going to be alive. <laughs> Let's do our 40th. And then if we are alive for our 50th, the kids can throw us a party. 
There you go. And to celebrate marriage, we need to do that. Martha and I did that for our 25th. Just celebrate. Let's just celebrate marriage, people. Let's just, this is a great thing. All right. So it's that, but 39 years is a long time to live side by side with one person. We found that the Lord uses our marriage to refine us further to be more like Jesus. A little bit of that, getting rid of those rough edges. How is that true in your own life? What's interesting is the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And what happens when two swords rub up against each other? They get sharpened, but in the meantime, sparks fly. And God uses marriage to refine us because when I, before Steve and I got married, I lived on my own. I worked in San Francisco, took the train to work from the San Jose Bay Area. So I was never at my apartment because it so it always stayed clean because I wasn't there anyway. And when we got married, all of a sudden, like, the thing you cleaned yesterday needed to be cleaned again. And I worked full time and he worked full time and he was in construction back in those days. So uh, back in the day when it rained, you didn't go to work and they had every other Friday off. It was called black Friday. And I'd come home for my lunch hour and him and his brother would be playing Atari and eating peanut butter toast. And there would be peanut butter toast comes all over the sink in the kitchen. And I would just wipe it up and try to have a good attitude. And one day I went in and I was probably hormonal. And I just started weeping over the peanut butter crumb toast. And he comes in and he's like, what, what, <laughs> who are you? I'm like, the peanut butter toast. And he was like shocked that I was so upset about it. But he said, I just make it on the counter so you don't have to wash a plate. And I'm thinking, wipe the crumbs up. Well, you don't even care what I do all day. I try to keep this house clean. And in that moment, it's the iron sharpening iron because what comes out of us, we stuff it, we stuff it. And then we get bumped. And what comes out of us is what we've been stuffing. And now God shows us our heart and can start refining that. If we don't blame our spouse and, you know, if my husband would change, I'd be happy, which is one of my books. If we look at the, okay, uh, this is where I'm I'm having to refine myself. If I want to be the wife I hoped I would be, if I want to be the wife I meant to be, and I'm not. So what I did was looked for godly mentors. And, and that, honestly, I know the women I made friends with 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I get all teared up. I know that it's because of those tightest two women in my life. They spoke truth into me because they hear what you don't hear. And they call you on your stuff, on your pride, on your arrogance, on your insecurities. So yeah, I feel like bumping up against each other is what makes us more like Jesus. If we allow ourselves to examine ourselves when what spills out is some hidden sin that we've been, or maybe it's not hidden. Maybe we know it's there and we just can't control it anymore. You know, you just said so many powerful things, <laughs> especially <did>. in light <laughs> of like this last year, 2020. Cup of coffee. <laughs> Your third cup of coffee. She got all that in in the first few minutes of the show. So, you know, think about all of the people that in their marriages, living together, in the house together, working together, all of the stuff we've had to do way more of in the last year than in previous years where you had, you know, you were, you know, if people are taking a train or you know commuting to work or whatever that was to be away from each other, how much more magnified um, a lot of the things that um, maybe frustrate us or that we just didn't even have to deal with before can give us the opportunity to be refined. So I love looking at it that way and saying, you know what, these are some areas we can grow as a couple. Um, so I just hope our listeners are, you know, kind of thinking in terms of that in their own life and. And we think of it in terms of our own life because we're not a, um, 
you know, we're not away from being learners about how to grow our marriage and, and strengthen it as well. Okay, so I just had to get on that little tangent because I was just thinking about that. And I know that as we talk with you, uh, Ron, this is Rhonda Stoppy for our listeners that may be just tuned in. And she has um, actually the best website, right, is noregretswoman.com is the website that you have. So noregretswoman.com. So I just want to encourage people to take a moment, write that down. We'll have it in the show notes and stuff for later as well. To tweet or not to tweet, that's always on my mind. That's why Martha handles most of the Twitter tweets and interactions. Please look for us and interact with us on Twitter at IWorkForHimRadio. That's at IWork, the number four, him, radio. So this is a show where we talk about faith and work and that intersection and actually the integration because, right, Jesus changed all of us, all 24-7 of us. Why do you think that we should talk about making a marriage a fair proof on a faith and work show. Yeah, because Satan knows what works. And whether it's in a ministry marriage or whether you're in corporate America, I've been both mm-hmm. there. If he can get a foothold and, and sometimes let's be honest, that foothold is because they're not having sex at home with their wife their or their husband. Uh, you're homeschooling and you're doing a super good job at it. I speak at homeschool conventions all the time. And a woman will say to me, you know, we just don't do that thing we do right now because I'm homeschooling and I'm tired and he gets it. There's time for us later. Right now, it's all about the kids. And I'm like, well, the Bible says don't give Satan a foothold. And so a lot of times that's the first thing I would say to a fair proof your marriage is take the advice of scripture and make time. And and here's the thing. There's a section in the marriage mentor that talks about um, pursuing your husband sexually has a a profound influence on him in all areas of his life. Uh, Men struggle with feelings of inadequacy and loneliness. And when a wife pursues him sexually, he feels loved for who he is. And it really does make a difference the next day at the office. In fact, my husband, who's a biblical marriage counselor and a pastor, he says, uh, in fact, it's a quote in in the marriage mentor, uh, something to this effect, husbands, In my experience as the biblical marriage counselor, husbands whose wives pursue them sexually are deeply in love with their wives. Mm. That doesn't say husbands whose wives say, all right, you got 15 minutes and it's Thursday. So, okay. Those wives that throw them a text in the middle of the day, hey, thinking about you. Hey, I miss you. I do that. Steve has prayer meeting on Wednesday nights and I flirt with him as he's going into prayer meeting with all those guys in his office. (laughs) I don't even care. (laughs) I would say we had a pastor. It's staying connected, staying connected throughout the day with your spouse in in the little ways. Uh, So, so true. And the sex thing. We have have this thing that we tell people the top five things to keep your marriage to a fair proof your marriage. And one of them is 72 hours. What do you mean 72 hours? You need to have sex every 72 hours. Why 72 hours? I'm like, because at hour 75, every 74, 75 Guys' minds start to wander. That it, sex keeps them grounded. Okay. It just it does. Now that most okay, of them don't, I'm gonna, you're, go ahead. I'm going to use that because people always ask me how how often should we do that? I'm like, well, you know, you figure it out. But I'm going to tell them I an expert that I know said every 72 hours. Here's your prescription every 72 hours. <laughs> 
There you go. I got to give credit where credit to Pastor Charlie Martin is the one who told me that. But I go, 72 hours. And people love that idea. All right. So how have you and Steve kept your marriage affair-proof over these 39 years? Besides the flirting during the church meetings. Right. Oh, I even like flirt with him while he's on stage before he's preaching. I throw him cute, like nice butt. Look, those <laughs> jeans look good on you, dude. And he just has to like once in a while he'll throw me a wink. But you know what? I like to mess with his head before he gets up to preach. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> when we were first married, before he was in ministry, we've always worked in youth ministry. He's been a senior pastor for the last 20 years. But when he worked in corporate America, I worked in corporate America. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you have to be as wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. You know, I would go visit Steve at his office and, and maybe there'd be someone in the office that I'd be like, dude, she's got her eye on you. No, I'm like, she's got her eye on you. She's a nice girl, but she wants what I've got. And I'm just telling you, and, and there was nothing inappropriate, but you know, women, we know in our knower when somebody wants our guy. And so just, yeah, I'm not jealous. I'm just saying she, she wants the security, this wonderful, loving man. And, and that's the thing is there's, there's secular women. Cause I'm talking right now about my husband's situation in the, the secular world that are attracted to the godliness in your spouse. They don't know that it's his godliness. They know it's his kindness, that he's a family guy, that he's committed to his wife and they want it. And when Satan starts to, you know, that flirtation that'll go on in the office or spending too much time. One person that my husband had counseled with who had an affair, he said, I I never, I never meant to have sex with this woman. She would come to my office. We would talk about this or that. She started telling me about her marriage troubles. And I started fantasizing about being with her. And he said, I'm not an attractive guy. I was flattered that this attractive woman was attracted to me. And he said, one day we had sex in my office. And it destroyed him because he was a godly man. Like David, you know, when it talks about how my bones that you crushed within me, that conviction that David had, he hid his sin for a year before he finally, Nathan said, you are the man. And he confessed, but we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. That, that kindness, that godliness that can be a light that shines for the gospel in the workplace can also be something that someone who doesn't understand what they're seeing, something that they want and that Satan can use to, to tempt a God. If David, who wrote the Psalms, could have an affair and do the things that he did, any one of us can. Well, and and the you, Bible says, you know, to, to him who says he stands, take heed lest you fall. We have to know how vulnerable we are. I, I think your, your, your point was, the question was, you know, what are you guys doing to keep to a, a fair proof your marriage? <laughs> having your, Sorry. having, uh, that's, that's okay. Woo! That's okay, good but you brought stuff. But what you did is you, you, you went and you showed, hey, he's mine. You went into the office, he's mine. You show that you guys love each other and to mark your territory, you know, like a dog would do and mark their territory. Hey, don't go in my territory. You're out there marking. I, I didn't mean to compare you to a dog. That's not what I meant, but you're marking your territory going, this is my man. I'm going to the office. I'm showing who I, and that's really important to do. And I, that's why I always loved bringing Martha into the office because most, as I have found this, most women are extremely, um, they, they, they are respectful of other, if they see, oh, this man is committed to this woman. A lot of times they say, well, if they're committed to each other. I'm not going to step in that territory. I, I've seen that. 
But I also know that, that when, a, when a marriage doesn't enter an office, people don't know what it's like. And so that's it, good. You marked your territory. I like that. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me of the days when we used to do that. Now we are the office, you know, so that's a whole different situation for us. But let's talk about that some more, especially for the listeners to hear, like, what are some things that can help people to affair-proof their marriage, especially around, you know, we have a very interesting, a lot of people aren't even meeting in their offices right now. Um, and what kind of dynamics might that add to working really hard to affair-proof your marriage? Well, there's a few things that come to mind. First of all, uh, I want to go back to what I was talking about with Steve. When Steve became a pastor, he never counseled women alone. Mm -hmm. I was always in the office. And there have been times when we were financially struggling and I would be like, I'm going to go back to work because we don't have medical insurance. And he'd be like, I need you with me. Mm -hmm. I need you in the office when a woman needs to talk. We'll figure that out, but I need you with me. And, And that was wise, I believe, in a counseling situation. So that's just for anybody in ministry, put that over there. Uh, But you were asking about working from home. So many people are working from home now. And honestly, I think the climate is going to change where a lot of people aren't going to go back to the office, except maybe once a week or, you know, from time to time for a meeting or whatever. But I feel like the danger in the affair is in the virtual affair. Mm. People are much more bold to say things online in a private message than they would in the lunchroom at the office. And I feel like there's a whole concern that we have to be wise about in our situations with, okay, I'm going into the zoom meeting, talk, 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 talk. Everybody else is out of the meeting, but me and Joe Schmo stayed on to have a few more conversations about a few more things that have to do with the office. And then some playful banter starts back and forth, or he tells you you're pretty. I can remember after my first kid was born, I stayed home. I quit corporate America to be a stay-at-home mom. And she barfed like nobody's business all down my back. All down. I was stunk. I, I was frumpy. And I remember going to church and getting ready. Like Sunday was my, I'm going to look like a human day. And I went to church and a man at church complimented me. And I was flattered. And then the next Sunday, the man at church complimented me. And I was flattered. The third Sunday, I was getting ready for church. And I thought, I wonder if so-and-so will compliment me. And I went, oh, and I went and found Steve. And I said, I got to tell you what's going on. And he said, what? So I told him the story. And he goes, so are you telling me you're attracted to so-and-so? I go, not at all. I'm telling you, I need you to compliment me because I'm feeling insecure and frumpy and I'm looking for it. And you're not giving it to me, which is, you know, he's working. I get it. But I'm looking for it somewhere else. And that scared me. Mm. So affair-proofing our marriage with online, even that, oh, you look good today. Oh, do I? Thank you. I, you know, you know, and and that flirting that can happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most affairs these days start online. Most affairs begin because people say or do things they wouldn't do. And then finally they cross the line and they meet up somewhere. So being very careful to have your, you know, your spouse aware when you're having one-on-one conversations your, your spouse is your accountability partner. Yeah. They're the ones that you want to be able. I mean, I felt so stupid telling Steve, I had to tell you something. I can't wait for him to compliment me. And he's like, what? I mean, that, that was vulnerable. He could have got mad. He could have, you know, whatever. But instead he listened. And then did he start complimenting me every time I turned around? No, I'd have to say, dude, does this look good? Yeah, you look great. You know, a lot of times we'll say, I asked and he didn't do it. It's like, well, you know, that God calls husbands to live with their wives according to knowledge. We're the coach. If we don't tell them what, what we need, and let's be honest, 
It changes every 28 days. We don't know what we need. <laughs> if we don't code 28? them, they don't. Steve yes. gets 28 days between no, no, change? Stop. Oh, oh. Hey, we're talking today with Rhonda Stoppy. I'd like to have you check her out online. <laughs> NoRegretsWoman.com. NoRegretsWoman.com. Unlike Jim, I didn't dream of being on camera. I was content to play piano and sing in a choir. Who knew that today Jim and I would have interviewed over 3,000 people and created tons of podcasts and videos helping Christians to unlock God's purpose for you and your work. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. I work for him. All right, we're almost out of time. I know you find that amazing, <laughs> but we have so much fun. If an affair has already happened, is there a road to recovery? Can a marriage recover from a workplace affair or any kind of affair? Yes, yes, it can. Because by God's grace, I think of David and Bathsheba's story. Uh, Bathsheba had an affair. She was married to someone else. And the Bible does not say that David forced her to come to see him. He saw her in the bathtub. He lusted after her. He sent for her. She could have said, no, thank you. She went willingly. But God chose Bathsheba after their repentance. He chose her to be the mother of the next king of Israel, Solomon, the wisest man that would ever live. Of all of David's wives, and that's a whole other story about <laughs> David's weirdness. Um, but of all of David's wives, God handpicked the woman who had chosen to have an affair with the king. And because when he forgives, he forgives to the utmost. Right. The Bible said God takes, God takes our sins as far as east is from the west, not north from south. Those meet east from west. He'll never throw them in our face. But it begins with repentance. Steve and I do uh, marriage rescue retreats at our house up in our ranch. And there was a couple here one time, and the husband was distraught, just that devastated that he'd had an affair. And he... Steve had to ask him a lot of questions till he finally came to the place to say, you're sad you got caught. You're sad you lost your job over this. You're embarrassed that everybody knows that you fell to this. You're not repentant. And the man looked at Steve and just began to weep. And he said, you're right, I'm not. It has to begin with repentance, true repentance. Hmm. Those are some good words. And I, I just want to remind our listeners, Rhonda has a website, noregretswoman.com. You can go there and find all the resources. We happen to love the Marriage Mentor. We think that that is a, a great um, resource for couples, the way it's laid out. Check it out, the resources there, and make sure that you're um, really taking time to invest in your marriage at home and affair-proofing it. Yeah, I, and I just want last question. Okay. If they sign up for my newsletter after this show, I will send you a free copy of my ebook, A Christian Woman's Guide to Great Sex and Marriage. Wait a minute. If you sign up for my newsletter. You can't talk about sex and Christian at well, the so same just, time. So, what? what? Come so on. So sign up for the newsletter. Does your pastor <laughs> preach that? At, does your pastor preach that at your church? <laughs> she has a very special yes. pastor. Okay. So <laughs> say it again. What, what are you willing? If somebody signs up for your newsletter after this show, what, what are you going to send them? A free copy of the ebook, A Christian Woman's Guide to Great Sex and Marriage. If you don't want to sign up for the newsletter, you can buy the ebook on Amazon, but I'll send it to you for free if you sign up for my newsletter and I will uh, stay connected with you there. I've been in Facebook jail three times in February for saying the S word. So sign up for my newsletter if you want to stay in contact with me. For saying sex on Facebook, you went to Facebook jail? Three times. Oh my, mm -hmm. come on. Like that's okay. 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 Last question. Keep it brief if you could. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. You know, after people have been married, tw after, after 20 years of people have been married, 
do they need to stop worrying about affair proofing their marriage? No. And I mean, textbook, kids leave the house, empty nesters. I feel frumpy. I remember when I went through menopause and I was like, put on some weight and I felt super frumpy. And I'm like, babe, I need you to tell me I look pretty because I don't think I look pretty anymore. And he's like, oh, you know, you're, you're pretty. If, I, if you're not, I'll let you know. Ha ha ha. I'm like, no, I'm not joking. I really, really feel insecure. Uh, every season of our marriages, Satan wants to pounce. And here's the thing. God calls us to make Christ known. Our mission together, if we're both believers, is to know Christ and make Christ known. And anytime that Satan can steal our testimony, which a happy marriage is the most bright, shining beacon of hope to people that we can share the gospel. If Satan can steal, kill, and destroy that, he will. And we have to put on the full armor of God and be wise. Ron Destapi, thank you so much for being an iWork friend today. Yes. Great to be with you guys. I always love it. Please check her out online, noregretswoman.com, noregretswoman.com, and hear what she's saying. We need to work every day to make our marriages affair-proof because it matters when you're at work. If you have an affair, it will decimate your testimony. But it doesn't mean you can't be forgiven. It doesn't mean you can't rescue your marriage. But it changes everything about how people look at you. Work on this all of the time. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number number four, him.com.